everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today, as we continue our series on missing theological building blocks, we're going to talk about paradox and what happens when truths about God don't line up intellectually. I've talked a bit on this podcast about my awkward middle way, this place that I found kind of in the middle between conservative Christianity and progressive Christianity, trying to figure out how things can be true and where that falls. And if it's not religion, then what? But yet not rejecting the historical orthodox truths of the faith, just kind of this messy middle. And we're going to go there today again as we try to explore paradox. And I really like this word. I've kind of become obsessed with it lately. Paradox is a thing that seems to be like ridiculous or incompatible. And yet when you go ahead and dive deeper into it and you really look into it, you realize, wow, maybe it actually makes sense. Maybe that could really be true, even though it seems to be so illogical and two opposite things. It's the idea of holding truth in tension, believing this and this at the same time. And I have discovered that the more I get to know about God, about the truths of Christianity, about the truths of who he is, what he's done in this world, I find paradox everywhere. In fact, I just ordered this book by this old Christian, somebody Chesterton, G-something Chesterton, I don't know, it's called Orthodoxy. He wrote it early 1900s. But they say that he is the like the great father of paradox, basically. He just loved this idea of paradox. And I'm super excited to read it because I also love paradox. Guys, there is so much about God that we cannot explain intellectually. And we just struggle. We struggle with this. And we struggle to be able to be okay with that. But looking at it logically, if he's the creator and we're the creations, Wouldn't it make sense that he'd be unexplainable, that we would have a hard time wrapping our minds around him, that we'd just be only scratching the surface? To me, it totally makes sense. And yet, everything I know about God from scripture, from my own experience, from other people's experiences, is that he wants us to dig and search and question, even if we can't get it, even if we only ever get to like this tiniest understanding of who he is. But the biggest thing that gets in our way is our pride as people. I recently did a Facebook video about uh, kind of this middle way and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And I find it so interesting as we're trying to understand and be okay with this middle place of paradox with God. We are not the first people to deal with this. When I was doing research on the Pharisees and the Sadducees, my mind was just kind of blown because I knew the Pharisees were religious. I knew that they loved laws. But as I'm searching this and researching this, I found things that I was just shocked by. So the Pharisees were a very religious sect of Jews. They wanted to follow the law of God so badly that they actually made thousands of their own laws to clarify God's original law. And so they were all about behaviors. They were all about following the rules. They were all about doing the things. And yet God is right there in front of them and they miss him. They completely miss him. I knew that. I've talked about them before. What I didn't understand was the Sadducees. And this is like, poof, mind blown. Okay, the Sadducees were kind of this intellectual sect of Jews. They really loved um, Greek 
thought and they took a lot of their ideas from Greek thought. They were aristocratic and elite. And they decided that the only part of scripture of the Old Testament that was actually really scripture was just the Torah. So just the first five books of the Bible and everything else they rejected as fake. They also rejected the idea of spirits, the idea of the resurrection. They were very humanistic in their reasoning. And so I just started laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Sadducees also missed God walking in front of them as they just depended on their own intellectualism. And I feel like that's still where we are. Like we haven't changed at all as people. We still have on one side, the ultra conservative Christians who are adding to scripture with their own laws of how we have to behave in order to follow God. On the other hand, we have the progressive Christians who are pitching out pieces of the Bible because it doesn't line up with their own human reasoning, their own understanding, their own intellectualism. Doesn't make sense to them, so we'll just get rid of that part, or that's not really accurate, or whatever. I can make it up as I go along. Which is why I'm stuck in this middle way because I reject this religious behavior driven approach, but I'm also just terrified to decide that I'm wise enough to decide which part of the Bible is right and wrong and just get rid of things that have been in the historical cores of Christianity for years. Not okay with that either. And it's funny to me that as I look at both sides that we experience right now, They're both so similar in many ways. There's so much human reasoning happening. There's so many behaviors that are expected. There's such black and white thinking, us versus them. It's all there. And I really think it's because both sides are depending on human understanding of God and of the Bible and of our who we are as people and what God wants from us. And we're not going to find the real God on either side. We're not going to find him in human reasoning. We are going to find him in this awkward middle place of paradox where we are like, this is crazy. How can he be both of them? This doesn't make any sense. And yet we understand that he is so much bigger and so much better and so much more amazing than we could ever be. And we're okay with that. And that's exactly where I find myself. I find myself amazed, like mind blown by him. I don't get it. And yet I'm willing to accept it because I know he's real. I know he's real. What are paradoxes that we have to just wrestle with? Well, how can God be completely loving and wonderful and gracious and send people to hell? Is hell real? Is it what we think it is? Is it how we've pictured it? Is there something different? These are all questions we have to deal with. The progressives want to try to say that hell is just pretend and everyone's going to go to heaven eventually and it's all going to be great. But if that's the case, then why did Jesus have to die? Did Jesus have to die? Did God really kill his own son for the sins of the world? There are these questions that we must wrestle with. And sometimes we're not actually going to get a nice cut and dry answer. And yet as we wrestle and as we look and as we seek, we discover that perhaps there's more to this than we could ever have imagined. I think about death, and just recently I've been thinking about death is really about separation. Separation from your body, separation from your family, your loved ones. It's just separation. And when you think about ultimate death, is it not going to be with God? It's separation from, from God. If you choose not to trust in Jesus and you are separated from God, that's true death. There's this separation. And I think about that. My mind just is like, what? This is crazy. I love it. Like, I don't have all the answers. 
We don't need to have all the answers. Now, perhaps that is my Enneagram 4 speaking and being okay with not having answers. And perhaps there's other personalities out there who are like, no, I must have answers. But for me, the more I can wonder and imagine and think and process, it's, it's, just, it's just amazing to me. It's okay to not have total answers. I'm going to believe the Bible because I believe it to be the word of God, but I'm not going to read it in the same literal, this is what it says in English, and so therefore this must be what I think it means, way that so many conservative Christians have read it for years. I think it's so important, I said this before, so important that we read it with an understanding as best as we possibly can of how it was originally written, ancient times, the culture, the people, the type of book it is, the genre. We can't just read words in English and assume that they mean what they say they mean. Like we have to really just dig in and look and wonder. And so do I believe the Bible is literal? Yeah, absolutely. When read in context and according to the the genre and with good hermeneutics. And so once again, messy middle way of paradox. How do you, how do you do this? How do you say, yes, the Bible is the word of God and yet reject some of the stuff that Christians have said that it means for so long? But if you look at it and you're like, wait a minute, context, wait a minute, author intent, audience, then sometimes things switch and they don't really stay the same. And at the same time, other things do stay the same. We look at themes in the Bible. We look at overarching themes and ideas, what keeps coming up over and over and over and over and over again. And ultimately, when it comes down to it, for me personally, it's does this understanding of God make him bigger or smaller? Does it make him more amazing? Or does it make him more understandable? Does it blow him out of the box that I've put him in? Or does it stick him in there even tighter? And if I come across something that's theological that makes God smaller, I'm going to be hesitant. If the, if me, me believing this makes God seem more containable and smaller and more understandable and more like me, I am going to be hesitant because I know that he is not anything like us. He just made us a little bit like him. And so I'm not going to trust my own human reasoning, and I'm not going to trust other people's human reasoning if it makes God smaller. Now, if these ideas make him bigger and crazier, and what? Are you kidding me? No! I might think about it, and I might pursue that, and I might look at other scriptures, and I might look at other people's ideas and kind of be like, hmm, could this really be how it is? And I think that's okay. I think that's okay. Coming to the place where I am okay with paradox okay with not understanding everything, okay with this truth intention of, yes, it's both and, not either or, has given me this sense of security, of peace, of contentment, and of wonder. I feel like I have so much awe and wonder about God these days. He blows me away. I'm just shocked by him all the time and just in awe of him, amazed by him. And I think that's where it needs to be. Like if we think we can contain God, if we think we've got him figured out, then we're probably wrong. Like seriously, if your God is somebody that you can be like, well, yeah, I know exactly who God is, then he's not the real God. There's no possible way because our God is only bigger and greater and more amazing. It's the same thing that happens. Every time people build a bigger telescope, they find more things out in space. And every time they build a bigger microscope, they find more tiny things within our bodies and this universe. He's only ever more. He's going to be more. And he's not going to make sense. And you're going to have to hold two opposing truths at the same time. But that to me is where I found this freedom and life.
And even when things don't make sense, it's okay. And so I'm just going to encourage you guys, embrace the paradox. When you get to a place in your deconstruction and reconstruction of your faith, you're like, how is this even possible? How does this work? Don't go right to human reasoning. Don't go right to the fact that if I can't understand this, then it must not be true. Look at the historical creeds of the faith. What have the founding fathers of Christianity believed? What have we believed for generations and generations and generations? What are the overarching themes of scripture telling us? Yes, please chuck out all the extra stuff, but don't throw away the historical cores of Christianity because you don't understand them. Don't elevate your own human reasoning to the point where that's what gets to decide what's true or not. We are fallen, broken people who live in a fallen world like we've been talking about, and we are not going to have it figured out. We are not going to have it figured out. And so we embrace the paradox, we embrace the truth intention, and we move forward with the understanding that this God who has invited us into a relationship with him is even more than we could ever imagine. Until next time, guys, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.